a lifelong love with reggae um, it's very difficult for me to say to you what was the actual thing that got me into reggae it's a combination of events really sort of like I was drawn into it by the fact that I grew up at a time as a teenager where I was exposed to it so much there was mainstream pop music which I never liked anyway you know the Osmonds Gary Glitter, the paedophile, Alvin Stardust and all that, you know, manufactured stuff. And um, and there was, you know, a lot of music that never really got into the charts, but you heard in school or at college. <coughs> so like the first time I heard Alfie and Donna's Uptown Top Ranking, you know, that was just one of them tunes that we went around singing all the words to down the street but a little bit earlier than that probably about 1975 I noticed a friend of mine at school had a picture of um, sort of something because he, he, this, this kid he was really good at art his name was Barry White um, not the Barry White of course and he was Barry White was only good at art and um he drew this picture of, of someone who I wasn't really familiar with, a little illustration, because it was 1975, and underneath it he put Natty Dread. That picture was actually of Bob Marley, and it stayed in my mind. And the first time I, I heard the allure of reggae acoustically was actually in Walthamstow Market in behind the market, between the station and the market, there's a park, and there was a band playing there, and, and what attracted me to what they were doing was the, the, the feeling that this music was about the, heart, the heartbeat, you know, the, the sound that you listen to in the room. And I could hear this bass line and this rhythm, and someone singing over it, that was my first encounter with the music, and it, the band was actually Black Slate. Um, that must have been about 1976. Um, so I was about 16. From about the age of 16 to 18, I wouldn't really say I was that much into reggae beyond the kind of tunes that you'd hear in the dance, which were usually lovers' rock tunes. Um, you know, they'd play one or two tunes at the end of the dance or something like that. Because the main music of what I was into was mainly jazz funk. Not the commercial end of it, um, like Saturday Night Fever, but more, you know, searching for, um, you know, import 12-inch singles from the USA. And then one day something hit me, um, and that really came from um, dub music. Um, so I got into it and I really... Uh, funny way if you, in a sense was when I first started hearing dub music on big sound system speakers or when I first started listening to the instrumental uh, the, you know the experimental element of reggae that's when I started getting into it from about 1979 when I first went to Essex and from there I got into all the other Subgenres. I'd say I was into the, you know, the 
the dub and the dancehall more at that time. But I actually think coming back into the Lovers Rock sound made me appreciate the contribution of, of the UK to to reggae, you know. Black British Lovers Rock has got a special place in my heart. There's so many great bands and many many of them never really, you know, became as famous as they should have, you know, groups like say Tradition, Matumbi, uh, the Instigators, Aswad of course, Black Slate. There's another band I saw a couple of times called Icarus that I thought was brilliant. Um, Jar Warrior, Jar Warriors out of um, Ipswich, who I saw a few times as a student. That was actually one of my first interviews. My first actual radio interview was with Misty in Roots, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, uh, and I've always rated Misty. Misty's been a very consistent band over the decades and from then on you know DJing you know reggae DJing reggae is a bit like farming to me you pull out the gems you know you you dig deep for the fruits and the vegetables and you climb the highest tree to pick the best mango (laughs) and it's all about the knowledge it's not the kind of music really that you can just get into by looking at a chart of, of today's reggae hits um, and that's a big mistake you've got to live reggae and you've got to appreciate it and understand it as a Jamaican tradition that's gone all over the world and I could talk about it all day really I'm not going to bore you though and I think it's a phenomenon that you know just like the blues or um, any any kind of genre of music house music um, uh, Latin music you know a lot of music starts from somewhere, or specific forms of music start from somewhere, and then that music becomes wider, you know, it goes goes around the world, and reggae for me is, is just as significant as any other genre of music as a worldwide force. So I think it's great that it's so international, you know, that it's a borderless music. As long as we all understand, the roots where it began is in Jamaica. <laughs> 